0: Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unplugged. If you're familiar with the cooperative business model, you know that supporting the communities we serve is at the core of who we are. For years, it's been part of our foundation, and it's growing our ways to serve that is more important than ever. I was lucky to sit down recently to interview our former director of community relations, Gray Shear, before his retirement. Gray had spent years serving the communities and members living in Northwest North Carolina. So join me on this episode as we learn about how passion, servant leadership, and a love for helping others can make an impact on cooperative communities today. Well, for a lot of people who are listening to this podcast, I know some are familiar with Blue Ridge and some may not be as familiar with Blue Ridge, Ridge, but Gray, you've been a staple of community relations um, here at Blue Ridge for quite some time. And I got to ask, what got you into the cooperative world before we get into deeper topics on community relations and why community relations? What brought you into this?
1: Well, to be honest with you, I went to work for a co-op really not knowing what it was like, what it was all about. I went to a smaller co-op in South Carolina, worked there for nine years. And during that process, I started seeing what Blue Ridge was doing in the whole co-op world and in North Carolina. And it got my attention, and I started applying for jobs here. It took me a couple of tries, but I finally got on. But I was really impressed with the involvement Blue Ridge has with its members in the community, its customer service ratings. And so I set my goal to get here, and 21, 22 years ago, I was successful.
0: Why is, you know, community relations is is a specific part of the cooperative, and it's a very important part of the cooperative. Why is community relations so important to you personally?
1: Well, first, let me say why it's important to, to co-ops, and it's, it sounds – Simple, but it's improving the way of life. You know, 86 years ago, Blue Ridge um, got the got into the business of stringing wire and copper and poles up the mountain to serve rural areas that were not served by the investor-owned utilities. And that was to improve way of life. And today, we work to improve the way of life for our members through programs involved in community relations. Whether it's working with our youth, working with our members, um, providing services, grants, um, you know, assistance to people in need, we do what it takes to to make the members' lives better. And to me, that's very satisfying. You know, I just. It, it, I go home at night and I'm proud of what we do when I talk to people, you know, my family and stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to say, you know, we're the things that we do here at Blue Ridge. is just pretty phenomenal.
0: And really, you talked about the impact cooperatives have locally. Uh, and it's it's one of our cooperative principles to be involved locally. What do you feel like, and you kind of you touched on this, what do you feel like the role the cooperative should be uh, in local communities and schools with students and uh, just different entities locally? How, how do you feel like the cooperative should be involved? Well, I think Blue Ridge has
1: set the blueprint for lots of other co-ops to follow. Um, we have a strong relationship with our members, and that's, that's really what makes the co-op a better place to work, a better place to serve the members and serve our communities.
0: Something that's really special at Blue Ridge and something I've admired kind of from not an outside point of view, but from someone who's not directly in that um, in that department is our member advisory committees and our community leadership councils. Can you talk a little bit about that? You know, what's the idea behind it and and what is the goal or the impact that you see for those in our community? I'm
1: very proud of how this, this program has been going on for many years before I was here. But the it shows that we are. Totally interested in, in serving the members the best way we can and listening to our members. Uh, the MAC committee, member advisory committee, is, we call it the eyes and ears of our board of directors. Our board of, director, our board of directors are elected by our members, but then we also have this member advisory committee that we share information with our members about what's going on at Blue Ridge, some future planning, what's happening and important information it's a lot of information for our members we don't pay them for that they volunteer to be on that committee and we feed them a nice dinner but we give them lots of information and we hope they share that in the community and we hope they give us information back and they have done that and we've shaped a lot of our programs a lot of our our efforts based on making sure the members are comfortable with what we're doing and it's the right thing to do for our members
0: and specifically on the community leaders council what's the idea behind that and and what do you feel like is the impact for blue ridge uh, in the community in that way
1: well the community leaders council is is similar to mac but it's also made up of folks that may not be members uh, particularly particularly down here in calwell and some in boone but their leaders they could be elected officials um, school superintendents uh, business owners managers of plants things like that those are folks that have the same vested interest in the community that we do. So we're just trying to bring those folks together and share information, listen to them, find out what's, what's really important that's going on, how we can all work together to make, these communities that we serve better.
0: Great. You know, a little bit of background for folks who are listening. I actually started out at Blue Ridge being your intern, <laughs> um, you know, shy little college kid who came in there and uh, interviewed with you and probably didn't have a great interview, but you you gave me a chance and I learned a lot from you through uh, my couple of years here so far. And one of the things I've really been inspired by is you have really captained or been part of so many different programs and so many different ways to impact our community. But I've got to ask you through your career what are you most proud of through these community relations programs? What is there something specific that just stands out above the rest for you?
1: I've gotten that question asked a lot lately. Um, and by the way, you were you did well in your interview. I remember <laughs> I remember you standing out in the interview. So it was a good hire, and you've done well since then. So congratulations! I appreciate to you. that, Greg. Um, I have a hard time putting a, a label of the best on one one item. Um, I'm very proud with. All the youth type programs that we have, and we have many of them from everything from electric safety to our leadership track to student or teacher grants for bright ideas. Uh, I'm very proud of the member advocacy with the MAC and the CLC. Um, Just, I really can't say which one is my favorite. Yeah, they're all great
0: let's talk about that a little bit more, because I, I, through the years, I've always been amazed by, you know, the leadership track and the work you put into that and the heart of programs uh, for high school student athletes. You know, why so much focus on the youth? Why do you think that's important for cooperatives to really put their best foot forward on? And why do you think that is a part of our communities that we really should develop and, and, and work towards? Well, the
1: simple answer is the youth is our future. And, you know, it's just it's just a a good way to really make an impact in our community is to start with the younger folks. But we, we do it, like I said, helping teachers have creative ideas to teach in the classrooms. Uh, We have the leadership track to provide scholarships and really more, more important than even the scholarships is that we're trying to help them prepare to be, successful young adults uh, whether they go to college or they get a job and make the best choices they can. Um, Ideally we'd love to see students come back and you know there's a lot of folks going to be retiring here at Blue Ridge and all these young people are going to be the ones applying for it so we've got an invested interest to try to make these students more successful. And that's, that's really kind of the basis of almost everything we do. The Heart of program is a is a nice program. that actually got started in Ash County, and now we've got it in all four of our districts. But we're trying to save lives with that program, and that's just providing free AKGs and sports physicals. Um, and we have lots of other volunteers, the hospitals and EMS workers that do the work for us. It's not an expensive program, but it sure does make a big impact on the lives of people.
0: And let's highlight the leadership track a little bit, because that has really taken off in the last couple of years and grown. If I'm a parent and I'm listening to this podcast right now, or even a student for that matter, how do I get involved or how do I get my child involved? And what are the benefits to me or my child?
1: To get involved, uh, a student just needs to go to our website and and uh, apply, and everybody's accepted. It's a real simple application. We just really need some information. And then we will put out to you opportunities for you to learn everything from interview skills to writing a resume, uh, SAT, ACT prep. We have a, a wide variety of programs available through the leadership track. Again, it's all free. And... Um, And then we reward students along the way with uh, camps and conferences that are, you know, nice, a week in Washington, D.C., a week on a college campus, learning leadership skills. Um, We have lots of opportunities like that. And then at the very end, when they're seniors, they're eligible for $32,000 worth of scholarships. And uh, Blue Ridge has had a long history of providing college scholarships to students. But about seven years ago, when we started a leadership track, we began to focus more on students from the Ninth and 10th grade level all the way through high school to prepare them, not just reward them with a scholarship at the end. And that's really been beneficial to see students blossom from shy freshmen to very confident graduates.
0: Aside from education, something that's been really uh, important to Blue Ridge and really important to cooperatives as a whole is Operation Roundup and the concept of Operation Roundup. And especially, and I don't want to get too far ahead into the topic here, but that really played a huge role in our efforts to help out the community during COVID-19 and a really hard time for a lot of families and individuals locally who were experiencing hardship. So, Greg, kind of explain Operation Roundup. How does one become a part of that, and, and what does it entail, and who does that benefit?
1: Okay, it's a good question, good program. Um, Operation Roundup has is, is been at Blue Ridge for for over 15 years, and before that it was called Care and we provided assistance to folks who were struggling to stay warm, basically. But our members are very generous. They agree voluntarily to round up their bill every month, and it could never be more than 99 cents or never less than a penny, but it averages 50 cents a month, and people realize that's affordable and they can make a big impact with that. So we have lots of members doing that. And the money comes in and we put it into a a fund and 100% of the money that's donated goes right back to the communities. We still continue to help folks that are struggling with their electric bills or their fuel bills. And we also have started doing community grants about 15 years ago because we had the, the funds to do that. So we're helping, our again, our local communities. It all stays local. There's not that many charities that you can say that 100% of what you give stays there and local and goes back to the communities. Ours does that. That's very important. Um, and we've been... Providing this kind of assistance for years, when you have a very cold winter, we have a lot more demand for the assistance. And we let our helping agencies, DSS, WE-CAN, um, those kind of organizations do the vetting for us. We're not making decisions on who gets the funds, we're letting these, these folks that are receiving the, the request for assistance, they, they let us know that this is somebody they approve for funding and we do that that way. That way our folks aren't involved in making social, social services types of decisions. Um, But then we also provide these grants, and we just did $150,000 in grants this year. Um, But we suspended that last year because of COVID, because we had so many people out of work um, that could not work because of COVID. Their businesses shut down, or they just laid people off, or nobody was coming to the restaurants. And so they struggled a whole lot. So we did not give community grants last year, but we awarded more funds to help those members. And we called that program In This Together. It went beyond Operation Roundup to provide greater assistance. We have helped over 2,000, 2,500 members last year with um, assistance individually. But again, this year we were able to return back, still do that kind of assistance, but return back to the community grants and award $150,000.
0: Yeah, that was a really cool program to be a part of uh, from kind of an outsider's perspective there, communicating just the details about it and, you know, Kind of having controlled the, or seeing what happens on social media and how many people were reaching out to us for help and asking for assistance through that program. It was awesome to see, in a way, you know during a really dark time, that we were stepping up and we were using those funds to help out people who were really, um, their life had been turned upside down um, for everybody during that time. So, not a lot of companies can say they made a major impact, but I, th- I think we did during that time as well.
1: And I'd like to also say that our members really stepped up. I mean, they they made extra donations. More people joined Operation Roundup. But there's some really heartwarming stories of a a, a member here in Caldwell who got a stimulus check and realized that there are people in more need than he. And he brought it to us and said, please help somebody with their power bill. We had a gentleman, a business owner in in Boone area, and he actually made a $5,000 donation to help the families in the Cove Creek area. And it turned out that's where his... um, Daughter taught school, and she must have communicated to him about how many students' families were struggling. And He made a $5,000 donation operation roundup, and we applied it to the families in that area.
0: And that really speaks volumes about Blue Ridge members, cooperative members in general. We're always looking out for each other, we're always looking out for the communities and the areas we serve. And I got to ask you, as someone who's been in the industry for some time now, what has been the one thing, if you could take away, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, what has been something you have? really learned as a part of your job that it's going to stick with you long after you've walked out those doors?
1: I'm not sure it's what I've learned, but what I've observed is the the great nature of people. I mean, our, the folks that work here at Blue Ridge, really everywhere from from the linemen to the to line techs to accounting, IT, PR, marketing, whatever it might be, everybody has a servant's heart. And it's the core of what makes Blue Ridge what it is. And I can tell you it's not that way everywhere. So that's what, that's, that's what I'm going to take away is, is the people you know, that, that work here and that serve our members. Um, I think we've got great members, but we really have a great group of, uh, of people serving them at Blue Ridge.
0: Well, that wraps up another episode of Unplugged. Again, I'm your host, Jacob Puckett. Thank you for tuning into this episode, and thank you for tuning in to past episodes. We really appreciate you listening, learning about what we do in everyday Blue Ridge Energy and in the cooperative world. If you enjoyed this podcast or any of our others, I hope you will subscribe to the podcast and listen for more. Until next time.